Looking for a CRM that's more Canadian than apologizing for apologizing? Meet Client Connector. Imagine high-levels genius, now with extra Canadian politeness and a dash of maple syrup smoothness. Courtesy of Blue Cow Marketing's Decade of Wizardry in Business Automation, this is where tech meets Canadian charm. For just $97 a month, you're not buying a system. You're getting a hockey team's worth of support, minus the ice. It's all the CRM power you need, with the personal touch of your favorite local diner. Ready to make your business as smooth as maple syrup and as efficient as a beaver dam? Paddle over to clientconnector.app and let's get your business saying sorry for being so awesome. Can have a higher priced product over your competition if the experience is better than what they get somewhere else. All right, so we've been talking a lot about sales objections, we've been talking about education in your products and your marketing. Um, and today we're going to be talking about how do you sell a product, okay? So if you've got a, you know, you've got a service, okay, this is not necessarily fully focused towards you while you may be able to take some, some takeaways from this, but we're talking about a physical product. That's what we want to talk about, right? So something that you can touch, you can, can go in and see and you can hold and all that kind of stuff. How do you sell a product in today's world? And, um, you know, I think it's a little bit different. Yeah. It's definitely a lot different, especially um, when it comes to the the tangible um, things that you actually have to show and demonstrate or um, upsell and and uh, really have that face to face. Whereas a lot of the service offerings now have uh, have not been face to face; it's mm -hmm. been over Zoom, and it's COVID has kind of completely changed that. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you know the need for having reviews on your products. Um, especially if you're selling them online, mm -hmm. um, hard to do if you're doing it just in store, but it, you know, most products uh, are online now too, but having those reviews, having that social proof, people will be able to see what did that person think of this product? What kind of results did they get is, is extremely important now where mm -hmm. it may not have been 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. And I think something that's very, very basic that a lot of people would be like, well, obviously, but I've seen a lot of companies selling a physical product, who, especially local businesses who don't have a website because they sell stuff in person. Mm -hmm. um, so they'll just have a, a Facebook page um, or just be listed in, uh, in Google, in Google My Business, but no actual website. And I think that that is crucial. Um, there's product knowledge, there's research that people need to see, reviews, they need to know what you are, who you are all about, your team, all those sorts of things. So I think just crossing off having a website mm -hmm when you're a physical location, I don't think it's as simple as that. Yeah. And I think that's a big void um, and mm -hmm. a huge opportunity for people because, you know, everybody's doing their research online before they even come out to a store, mm -hmm. right? And they're trying to figure out what they want to buy. Um, and there's a lot of businesses over the years where we've built, uh, you know, what we would consider an e-commerce platform, but they weren't actually buying online. They weren't mm -hmm. selling online. It was an online catalog that you'd still have to come in uh, to get it, right? Yeah. Um, and But even having that functionality to, to say on there that, hey, this is the product that I want and maybe just submitting an order for pickup, mm -hmm. right, is another function of it. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like you mentioned, social proof is huge. And I, the minute that somebody sees that you don't have a website, that's a lot of credibility gone um, just right off the bat because um, people know now how easy it is to have a website. Um, you know, people know that uh, it's 
it's kind of the standard now Mm -hmm. that you have to have a website and you need to be on social media. So those businesses who don't, I think should really consider, um, taking that step and, Mm -hmm. and getting a website for sure. And one of the things that I find, um, that I think should be be more of a focus is those product images. Um, you know, in in the world of um, the wish world, right, <laughs> where you people been buying products online and you get them and they're like a quarter the size of what the image was. <laughs> um, a lot of times, if you're you're buying, you know, let's say a, a coffee maker or anything like that, you know, sure you can see the product that's there and maybe you'll read down, but a lot of times taking those photos. You know, in an actual setting that you can actually see, okay, I can see the size of it um, is, is one way to do that. Or, you know, in our case, we're on the East Coast, very scenic areas. Um, there's some iconic areas that people would recognize. Uh, and if you've got a product line, maybe go out to that location and shoot your, your products like, you know, mm-hmm. on the rocks, on a beach, right? Or something mm-hmm. like that, just to kind of give it the flair and the feel that you want to have in there versus, you know, in a light box uh, on a black background yeah. or white background. Absolutely, and that just adds more character and and personality to the photos themselves. And in addition to that, I think anything that you can do to make the in-person selling easier, um, so the more content and the more information you can provide people before they actually come into the physical location, the better. So providing those product details, you know, like when you look on Amazon, there's like a whole bottom, um, you can scroll down and down and down on information just about it, the size, you know, what the package, contains um if it's a a certain product it includes the ingredients you know like um i just think providing as much information as possible so customers are informed when they go on your website or your social media do that research yeah and i um you know one of the things that, that really kind of stands out to me is is having people who are um wanting to promote their product or, or have a, a sale or anything like that, you know, they tend to, to look at it as, okay, you either need to run ads or I need to you know, reduce my price uh, to kind of make it appealing at the time mm-hmm. of the sale. Um, but rarely do people immediately think, what if I was to give some of my product to the ideal person? So now the control is into you. Um, and a story that I'm going to share with this was there was a, a, a homemade pizza um, shop in the U.S. I don't know what state it was. I heard this story probably about ten years ago, uh, and they were they were a family-run business, and they were always competing against like the Domino's and like kind mm-hmm. of those big box stores, which they knew that their product was far superior. It was all fresh and everything, um, but they were considerably higher priced. Mm-hmm. So what they did was they went to these higher-end offices, um, and they they picked them out people that would would appreciate paying for a quality product. And they went in and they gave out sample slices to employees there on certain days with a coupon for 75% off your first pizza. Wow. Okay. So, and I think the story was that they lost about $4 per pizza on everyone that cashed in that coupon. Mm-hmm. But when they came in with the coupon and they gave them the pizza, they then gave them a coupon for 50% off their second pizza. Right. You can see where this is going, right? Mm-hmm. They came in with that. Then they got a 15% off. While they did the 50%, they, I think they were making a couple bucks. Mm-hmm. But by the time they were consumed... You know, consuming you know three or four of these pizzas, they by far knew that that product was far superior, right. uh, and they gained so much growth and loyalty from that versus trying to sell to the masses through advertising. Right? Mm-hmm. They knew that this office building had you know higher salaries, mm-hmm. uh, and they went in and they gave them the product to try. Yeah, absolutely, and that kind of perfectly leads into the whole concept of 
trust-based and, um, you know, making it more about the actual relationship than, than the product and focusing on the emotions involved. So, you know, these, again, like you mentioned, Domino's, these big, big box stores, they're never going to give everyone a 75% off coupon because they don't have to. Mm -hmm. Right. But when you're talking about trying to kick off selling a product, um, just showing them that you care, showing, you know, taking that extra step to um, provide them really good service and take things kind of beyond just the surface level of selling them a product, um, talking to them, developing a relationship, um, building trust. All those things are going to help you in the long run immensely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And getting, you know, getting that, that customer experience to be far superior right? You can have a higher priced product over your competition if the experience is better than what they get somewhere else. And if you're in a commodity type product business, people are going to come into it with preconceived or past experience Mm -hmm. knowledge that they have of what that product should be, right? And if you go above and beyond it, they're going to stop in their tracks and be like, wow, like this is not what I expected, right? This is so much better. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think touching on that emotion based uh, sales process as well, as opposed to the product, it just takes it back to that very, very basic concept um, that we learn in marketing of feature versus benefit. Mm-hmm. You know, so talking about the actual feature of something is just plainly explaining, you know, what it does, what is, you know, what is the be- uh, the the feature of this that makes it different or stand out or makes it um, usable or good to the customer Mm -hmm. versus talking about the benefit that touches on the emotion Mm -hmm. which is always going to result in better sales than talking about simply utilitarian purposes Mm -hmm. yeah i mean your your features are the the means to what it is what they're buying right Mm -hmm. you know i've used this i think in other episodes that you know a hardware store sells a drill not because people want to buy a drill but they need a hole right Mm -hmm. that's what they're doing is right so um you know, if, if you're trying to sell that, we use that as a, we'll use that as an example here. I mean, if you're talking about, you know, the fact that you can, uh, you know, drill twice as many holes and, you know, in half the amount of time, um, you know, with, with four times the amount of power that's there, it doesn't matter that you're telling them it's a drill. You're telling them how more efficient they can be with yeah, it, right? Absolutely. And I remember learning this way back when I was first hired in a, in a sales position. It was all new to me. And I thought, how ridiculous is it that I have to explain to somebody that, you know, this expensive jacket isn't waterproof. It will keep you dry, mm-hmm. you know, like it not focusing on the fact that it's waterproof, but saying that it will keep you dry mm-hmm. because there's this huge difference. And I remember thinking how ridiculous it seemed to me at the time. Um, so, you know, when customers would come in, I would hesitantly talk about how, you know, it keeps you warm and dry and just seeing the difference that that had. Mm-hmm. Um, it really kind of made me, open my eyes to the whole psychology of selling mm-hmm. and um, how a lot of these kind of uh, these old and very um, traditional uh, advice, I guess, mm-hmm. is is actually quite accurate. And it is completely based off the science of the way that people think and the way that people make that buying decision. Well, look at their past experience in that example. I mean, if they're coming in for a, a jacket, they're going to think of, you know, what, what was it I didn't like about previous jackets? Mm-hmm. And they're going to remember that time that they got caught in the rain and, and how damp and cold and wet they were, mm-hmm. right? They're never going to say, oh, this jacket sucks because it's not waterproof. They're just going to be like, oh, I just, I hate that I always get wet, yep. right? Which is, you would think is the same thing, but it is not. Yeah, exactly. And 
um, to touch on those those sales programs as well that I, I went through. Um, another thing is how much they didn't focus on the actual sale of the product. Mm -hmm. But rather, you know, 75% of that is building the relationship. So a lot of my time in retail was spent just having conversations um, and, and not, you know, spewing out product knowledge and, and trying to upsell and all those sorts of things. Those, those come naturally when mm -hmm. you have that relationship built already. Mm -hmm. um, so the very first thing you do when people walk in is ask them a question, an open-ended mm -hmm. question that starts a conversation. Mm -hmm. And just leading it from there, like um, the more comfortable you become with that concept of not focusing on the sales, the better your sales will get because it, everything just flows more naturally and the trust is automatically built and that relationship is, uh, is much better than just a, you know, simple product focused conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That leading question will give you, you know, if, if the person responds back, will give you probably their main primary trigger of what they why they're there, right? Exactly. And you hear it a lot, like what brings you in today, mm -hmm. right? And you know, if you're in a retail kind of outlet, so let's just mm -hmm. say you're selling mattresses uh, in a bedding store, um, you come in and you, somebody says, oh, I'm just tired of having a sore back, right? You, if, you, if you're tuned into what they're saying, you know that now when you start to talk about it, you can start to talk about, you know, that this has been rated for, you know, helping people with sore backs or whatever, because you know that that's the reason why they came in. Exactly. Right? So, and, you know, a lot of times, even looking at, you know, if you're looking at a, a husband wife, um, I know I was working in uh, real estate sales, uh, more in the, the marketing side, um, but some of the training was um, if you've got two people sitting down and I found this very interesting early on in my career, a husband and wife at a table or at a desk in a sales situation and you put kind of like a feature sheet on the, on the desk. The one that leads in the furthest is the one that's going to make that buying decision, yep. right? So if the woman leans in more, but the man's talking most, you know that you have to get her approval because she's the one that let, especially if there's any pricing or anything like that, yep. right? And there's little things around that, so. Yeah, absolutely. And I think something that is very kind of cliche with the whole selling industry is that um, people are annoyed. You know, like mm -hmm. people don't like being sold to, even if they're walking into a store and that's their intention is to buy something. Sometimes people don't like being sold to. So opening with the natural um, and genuine conversation is the best way to lead into selling. Mm -hmm. um, and I think you touched on something there that I think is a good ending with this is there is a distinct difference between selling and buying, mm -hmm. right? And it's who is in control. Yep. Right. So people come into a store because they want to buy something. The control is in their hands. Mm -hmm. You are there to help facilitate that. When you're being sold to, people just feel that, that something's being pushed on them that they're not ready for or they don't want. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's I think that's two different things. Yep. And I think, uh, like you just said, people feel like they're being having something pushed onto them. We talked about this a lot in school as well the pull strategy as opposed to the push. Mm -hmm. Don't push your sale, pull the sale in. Mm -hmm. um, you know, make them want to know more, make them want the product. Um, don't, don't shove something on them. Handle objections casually and, and authentically. Like if the product doesn't solve that problem, don't lie to them, mm -hmm. it doesn't. You know, um, you can provide additional advice for them. For example, like I used to have customers who would come in looking for a specific product and I would lead them somewhere else if we didn't have it. I'm not going to, you know, try and um, 
convince them that this will do if it won't mm -hmm. just building again that trust because the next time that they have that they look for something that you do have they're going to come back mm -hmm. you know and one quick little tidbit when you it kind of sparked me there um about don't lying to to those people when you're selling to them you know i would go in you know all the time in years past to like technology stores um looking at computers and stuff like that and I, what i found was when i first started going you'd talk to a sales rep because they would come up and you say, I'm interested in this. They start talking about it. And like, you know, I have that exact same one. Right. And I was like, well, that was in my head. I'm like, that's cool. But this started happening over and over again. I'm like, is this part of their sales training where they have to relate and say that they have the same one to try to connect? And it became annoying. It was, as soon as they said that I lost all respect and trust in that. And I was basically out of it. Um, so yeah, right. I, I think people can, can smell through a lot of that. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Lying is the number one sales killer. I say <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So if you got a product, think of, of ways to get what we talked about out online, um, on your social media and talk about what it can do for people versus the features of it. Um, talk about all those benefits, um, and, and just come up with unique ways to, to showcase it. Mm -hmm. And I think most importantly, the number one takeaway is just be genuine. Running your own business is hard. Those long hours, the doubt, the challenge to meet demands. But you're resilient, strong, dedicated. You do all of this for more than profits, success, or money. You do it because you care. You care about the people who shop here, eat there, drink here. You care about your community. You care about your team. Despite all else, you care. No matter what life throws your way, you power through it with grit and perseverance. You are the epitome of dedication. You are a small business owner. For this reason, Blue Cow Marketing salutes you. Looking for a CRM that's more Canadian than apologizing for apologizing? Meet Client Connector. Imagine high levels genius. Now with extra Canadian politeness and a dash of maple syrup smoothness. Courtesy of Blue Cow Marketing's decade of wizardry in business automation, this is where tech meets Canadian charm. For just $97 a month, you're not buying a system. You're getting a hockey team's worth of support, minus the ice. It's all the CRM power you need, with the personal touch of your favorite local diner. Ready to make your business as smooth as maple syrup and as efficient as a beaver dam? Paddle over to clientconnector.app and let's get your business saying sorry for being so awesome.